but I do it little bits at a time because I find no joy in organization. It just does not oh, bring me I find joy. huge joy in organization. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. It's my favorite. Ooh, just, yeah. you know, getting everything in order and neat and tidy. Ooh, so good. <laughs> Today we're talking about file management. You know, we started doing this content creation and now hard drives are full. Stuff's everywhere. Things are named all weird. And it's a lot to keep up with. It's 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 hell. Yeah, it's not hell. Not if you get it right, but it's What's everybody else's thought? File management is good. Let's do it more. <laughs> <laughs> So we're probably going to get into this a little bit as we go around the table, but a few of us have bought Synology NAS, uh, network attached storage devices. And I, for one, love my robot overlord NAS device because I have about 24 terabytes worth of disk space in there. And not only do I have all the videos that I'm creating and I'm recording my live streams and every piece of content that I create is in 4K. So those are massive file sizes, but I also am accumulating probably about 80 matches of hockey a month. And they are about, well, they, it depends on where the match is coming from, but they range from about four to 12 gigabytes each in size. So I'm actually looking at having to get another, <laughs> get my fourth drive uh, installed. And so that has taken so much pressure off my whole process. I just shove everything in there when I need to. When anything's old, I just use the Synology Drive client. It's automatically syncing into a working folder that's on the Synology Drive. And then I go on the Synology and say, oh, here's my working folder. I'm pulling these into Synology only folders. And that's how I do it. And then that deletes it from my MacBook. That's and the I'm free that's to go. The one, that's the answer I needed right there. It's because I've got hard drives that are probably have 100 gigs left on them on my laptop and on my little portable. And they both back up to Synology. And I'm afraid to delete anything because I don't want to delete it from there, too. So that's how you do it. You have a separate folder on your Synology. And you move exactly. it out of the working folder into that. Okay. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, if and I were smart like Alec. Do you back that Synology up to the cloud or anything? No, or because it has, it has RAID, so I'm not too, too worried about that. Right. I do have a couple folders that are, um, you know, sharing folders that are for ice storage. So things that I'm never going to touch, mm -hmm. but I just want to make sure that they're okay. And I do back those up to Amazon, uh, the cold storage. Oh, okay. And so that goes up there, but I back up my MacBook contents onto Backblaze. That definitely goes there. I actually might. Now I'm getting confused. But yeah. for now, we'll say no, that yeah. I don't back up that anywhere else because I think the RAID takes care of a lot of it. See, and I'm, I'm using my Synology probably a little different. Um, no, you know, and I will admit completely, I probably need to read the complete manual, but when you're, when you buy one of these things and they tell you all of the wonderful things it will do for you, that it could do for you, 
you get lost in it and you, you know, I had to drag myself back to the original intent of I needed big place to put lots of files. (laughs) Then, you know, I, I went back to that. And so I have it divided up so that there's, uh, one section, uh, in one instance, that's just for backing up, um, all of the devices in the house. Anybody that's, you know, everybody's a Mac device, uh, has Time Machine, and so they will get their computers backed up to that. And then beyond that, the rest of the space is mine to do with whatever I want with a video and, and things like that. Now, I I use O-Drive, uh, which is a client, you know, uh, not associated with any, like, Microsoft or anybody like that. And that helps me... <clears throat> put things up into the cloud. That's how I, you know, end up uh, putting things out to either Dropbox or Google Drive. It depends on the business and the uh, the things that I'm doing. But most of my video work is sitting in this room. And it's, you know, it, it, it's pretty secure and it's been pretty fast. And I'm able to, um, I'm, hardwired to it at this workstation. But if uh, I'm using my laptop somewhere else in the house, I have no problem uh, doing Final Cut Pro on that laptop from wherever I am in the house. And you're working off the Synology as a, as a mounted drive or not? Yep, I am. Huh. And I'm fine. Over, now, over again, yeah, I can over Wi-Fi as well, yes. But okay. at the same time, I'm not, I don't consider myself this power user that has to, is, is measuring every last, you know, nanosecond of, of processor speed going back and forth. My, uh, my goal is to be able to sit in my recliner and, uh, and, you know, in the same room with my wife and do, you know, the little projects that I have to do. And not have to worry about it. So speed is not the important thing. Power is not. the I get important it, but thing the but the live it. working document is on the backup drive. Is on the yep, Synology. It is. Drive. Yep. Mm-hmm. And does that get backed yes. up anywhere else or not? Um, oh, it O-Drive. will. No, yeah, O Drive will take it and put it okay. someplace based on what it's for. Are you using Backblaze too, or is that what O Drive does? No, I am not. No. Okay. But that's the same premise, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Matter of fact, you know, I, I'll probably give O Drive a little bit more um, time. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. It is a a solution. I don't think it's the solution for my problems. Yeah. But at the moment, you know, it allows me to connect to uh, Google and uh, um, you know SharePoint and uh, uh, Dropbox and all the the other things that I use for different reasons for different businesses in one place. So I don't have to, you know, I don't have to wander about with multiple clients. I have one client that I have on my desktop and, in cases of like when I'm recording right now, only one thing that I have to turn off yeah. to stop backups and things like that. And then I can turn it back on. So I'm not, cause my problem early on was I had a client for, you know, each of the different services and that just was a little crazy. Yeah, it's tough having to manage all that stuff. Michelle, yeah. what's going on with you? I know you've got ongoing well, issues. 
Yeah. So, um, so it's because you're creating a whole bunch do. of stuff. That's why. So it's good. Well, I know. I mean, it's yeah, good. It's, it's good. good. I mean, right now my head feels like it's about to explode. Sorry, but um, but yeah. I, I mean, I got on. I got an ass too, right? And and I have what twenty four. I don't know, twenty four terabytes of space that um, basically it's just sitting there. So what had happened was, I bought everything. We did a live stream with Keely, Keely and Dina and I. We just kind of like hooked everything up, got everything working, and it was like, okay, yay, great. And I haven't touched it since. So my problem, I, I created the files and all the things. I still don't yet understand or have a process for getting things set up. So, you know, so it happens automatically. So things move over there. So it gets off of my hard drive, you know, my working drive. I don't have a process for that. So we may need to revisit that at some point because um, I'm getting tired of like the dumpster fire that is my hard drive right now where I'm like, oh man, I need space. I stream in 4K. After I do a couple of these, this is really taking up a lot of space. Oh my God. And then I'm like, just throwing stuff out the window, just throwing my money out the window. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I need to figure that out. But who has the time? So at some point when I have free time and like I could get eight hours of sleep, I am going to figure this out because you know what? I did spend a pretty penny for that thing. So I need to be able to make it work. So um, at some point I will. I think I'm the only one that doesn't have uh, a NAS. Um, it's on my list. I just haven't uh, <laughs> haven't put it high enough up the priorities to uh, spend the time on it. Um, so I'm just using <clears throat> a load of external drives, uh, but then I use Hazel to move things around from like from from my uh, my Mac Mini, which has actually got a really small drive. I probably made it a, an error on that. I thought I'll just take the uh, the smallest drive on the Mac Mini and then have everything on external drives. Uh, but probably <laughs> the 256 was way too small. I should have at least gone with the uh, the 500. But uh, yeah, I do just have everything on external external drives and then manage where everything's going like with uh, with automating it to handle that, that aspect yeah. of it. Actually, most stuff you can run from the external drives anyway because they're really quick. Uh, but things like Ecamm, I'll have that uh, recording locally and then uh, like move this stuff around. One other thing about me is because I don't do any edits, I don't actually have quite you know, the, the volume of, uh, uh, files that you might have if you were doing editing. Cause I know that that creates its own sort of, uh, you know, large files, even, you know, whatever size the final video is, you've often got a lot more to go with that with, you know, final cut projects and stuff like that. So I don't actually have that side of the problem. So it's perhaps not as big a problem as it could be. Do you have a, a process for like determining when something is removed from one place to the other and archived? Uh, yeah, so I've on um, so Hazel is this app that you can um, it basically watches folders and it performs actions based on things in folders. So I have it so that my ecam uh, downloads, or oh, sorry, ecam recordings, um, when I rename them, it will sort of file them after a couple of days. And if they haven't been, then it can it it will remove them. Uh, I've got a couple of fail safes in there because uh, <laughs> once it just removes some stuff, I didn't want to be removed. Um, because when I'm recording, I'll often record, although take one take, but often it's take three or four in actual fact. Um, so, uh, it will delete those ones that I haven't, um, that, you know, that, that I haven't used. So Alec, I have a question about how you use external drives with Hazel. Is there an automation that you use that when this particular external hard drive gets plugged in, 
that that's its cue to take a bunch of files that match a certain criterion from your hard drive and move them onto that external hard drive? Is that how you manage space that way? Uh, no, so I tend to have just the same things connected all the time. I do use Carbon Copy Cloner to create clones of my hard drive and the other drives. So that's a separate app, but that is specifically for um, cloning. So Hazel's very good at like watching a folder and seeing if anything is, has changed uh, and sending it that way. Um, but Carbon Copy Cloner will basically just take whatever drive you've got and you can set rules for like what it's going to change uh, or what it's going to clone rather, uh, and it will just update any sort of differences. So that's what I use for you know, duplicating or cloning uh, hard drives. All of that would be redundant if uh, I do actually get my <laughs> behind into gear and get a NAS because that's obviously got the redundancy built into it with having multiple drives in there. And then I'm obviously doing cloud backup to Dropbox and things like that as well. So that's your cloud is Dropbox, not Backblaze and nothing like that? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's Dropbox. Okay, awesome. What we do here is we, we put everything on, we have Dropbox on her computer and my computer and another computer in the other room. So, cause we do live files all the time, invoices and artwork and stuff like that for our regular business. Um, so it goes to Dropbox and then it goes everywhere. I have black I have Backblaze running on all these computers too. And it sucks everything to the sky. And then I have the Synology and the Synology only copies over this streaming machine and my laptop when it's here and the external hard drives when they're plugged into this machine. And so it only it only runs when I'm in this room plugged into this network. It doesn't work when I go home or go to another place with this laptop. So I don't know if there's a better way to do that than that or not. I haven't got into Hazel because, like I said, my hard drives, my local hard drives are starting to get full, and I need to start getting getting rid of some stuff, old stuff. But, you know, every time you get rid of something, you go to open another file, and it says it's looking for whatever that you some missing part that was there five years ago and that's mm -hmm. what it needs to open something so it's it's very hard to do that to hazel's really good at setting because you can set time limits on it so you can say that you know stuff that's in my downloads folder for example i do want it to stay there initially but then i have it file it you know after a couple of days or something um yeah. and then you can set all kinds of rules like uh the actual website that you downloaded it from. So my Adobe stock, for example, it will come into my downloads, but then Hazel looks for anything downloaded from Adobe stock. And then we'll put that into my Adobe stock folder um, and like move it there. Uh, things like bank statements or, you know, stuff from like that kind of stuff. Um, it can look for that and then it can put that in another, uh, another place as well. And so it can kind of handle the, the archiving and putting stuff where it needs to be. Um, like same with screenshots as well. They'll sit on my desktop initially, uh, but then at the end of the day, it always moves them out to a screenshots folder so that they're off the desktop. Um, and then after a week, it will just delete them from there. Um, so it's it's like at the end of the day, my desktop is cleared again, uh, but I might still need to go back to them. But if I haven't gone back to a screenshot within a week, then I, I don't need it. So it's uh, it's gone. I need to get a grip on screenshots too. I think I have 1,500 in my little folder that I keep them in. They're years old. Dang. 2012 or something. Funny. I'm constantly cleaning my desktop off, you know, because Apple, Apple loves to take all of that and put it into the cloud. And I'm, you know, I'm, I become a screenshot, uh, victim quite quickly. So I have to make sure my desktop is clean. So things don't get out of control. One of the steps that I took to make sure that my desktop never got touched. And I literally, I, I never have anything on my desktops because 
I'm a minimalist, it would drive me crazy, is changing the destination folder for the default destination folder for screenshots when I was still using the built-in Mac app. I made sure it went into a cloud folder, like an, an iCloud folder, but not the desktop one. And yeah. my life is a lot happier through that. But that would that would drive me crazy. I think the funny part, though, as we're talking about file management, is it it's like housework, isn't it? It's the thing that if you we stay on it. top of it, yeah, <laughs> but if you do a little bit of it every day, and maybe you pay somebody else like Hazel, <laughs> you're like, Hazel, come on in here with your little broom, because that's the icon, the app icon, right, is, is a yeah. broom, isn't it? And you're like, Hazel, would you come in and just every day just like sweep this up for me? And it only takes Hazel, you know, binary time. But they come in, they do it really quickly, and that's taken care of. And instead of it just mounting up the way that it's mounted up for <clears throat> Michelle, you know, you you can stay on top of it, and your life is just so much easier for it. So have what have you done that we can now extend to Michelle as a as a a bit of inspiration as to how to get on top of your file situation? Uh, do you do it all at once? Do you set aside a, a Sunday afternoon and a bottle of wine to do it? Like how do you how do, how do you address that sort of thing? I stream on Sunday, so Sunday's out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, don't get you particular. You know what she meant. No, <laughs> I. I I kind of do it a bit at a time and I'm, you know, constantly on phone calls where I just have to be there as proof of life while other people talk. And so this is the time that I take to clean my desktop off. I go through and I find files. I'll go into my Gmail folder and find emails that are 10 years old that I don't need anymore. I, you know, I do cleaning periodically through the day. It just, whatever, you know, it takes whatever I'm doing at that particular moment and, and have that access to, you know, it might be my lap, I'll do my stuff on my laptop and I will actually log in via my laptop to my desktop machine and make sure that everything is, is up to date on that in terms of cleaning. But I do it little bits at a time because I find no joy in organization. It just does not oh, bring me I joy. I find huge joy in organization. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. It's my favorite. Ooh, just, yeah. you know, getting everything in order and neat and tidy. Ooh, so good. I'm ADD, so that, you know, my brain is disorganized as it is. So sometimes it's best if I just leave things where they are, which just, <laughs> I know this isn't a relationship show, but... You know, if I put something down on the couch, for God's sake, just leave it there. Okay, Renee? Just leave it I say it there. that all the time. I said there's only two people that live here. If it's not yours, it must be mine. So don't touch right. it. Right. Don't touch it. It's an easy, easy rule to live by. God bless you. Anyway. I was going to throw one other, like, little thing in here to add on to this. If you are considering getting a NAS and, you know, Synology or something else, take this one caveat, one warning. Put it somewhere as far away from you as you possibly can. Because right now, mine, you know, mine is five feet from my head. And um, I was backing stuff up daily. 
you know, it, and it was spinning constantly during the workday. It's not, it's not moving right now, but you could hear it on Zoom calls and Teams calls and whatever, and probably this. Uh, you could hear it, and you know, I can block it out. But it just got to the point where a few people are as like, you know, are you building something in the background? Is there a jackhammer? So what he's saying, he hasn't made it clear yet that the Synology is loud. It is loud. And it, you know, and honestly, that depends on the drives. The Synology itself isn't necessarily the problem. It's the type of spinning, you know, I'm using spinning disk. If you go for a solid state drive, you won't have that problem. But, you know, if you are planning on getting any detached storage, understand you might need to put that in another room. And how you would wire that to to get to it, so that's my that's my one big hint for the day. Yeah, Keely Crisp would work for him uh, for his Zoom calls and stuff, but not for his own mental peace of mind. No, sitting there listening to that thing churn all the time. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I'm a lot more concerned about the people who have to listen to him. Yeah, she doesn't care about. So. Yeah. <laughs> get some well, AirPods, man. Huh? Noise, can- noise cancellation. Come on. I actually, well, no, I, I do wear these sure monitors in my ear most of the time. So, but that doesn't count. I, I still hear it. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So, well, I have mine in the other room. I can't hear it. So, <laughs> yeah, but you you're not use it. using you, it either. You don't, you, don't know, either. You, you don't even know if it's on. You don't even know it's still there. Somebody might have stole that thing a oh month ago. God. You don't know. No, it's yeah. still there. <laughs> If you can log into it right now, if you can open up the file station, map the network drive in your finder, and after we're done this recording, you're going to take this recording and you're going to pull it onto that drive. That's going to be the first thing that you're going to do so that you can have enough room for the next recording. That's all you have to do. It'll work, hon. It'll work. I I, I know. I know. Considering, yeah, I know. I Girl. How about the way that everyone's actually structuring their files? Because we talked about moving stuff from this place to that place. But uh, my sense is that like Apple and uh, other other platforms have been sort of pushing people in this direction of you just basically putting everything in one place, like your documents folder. Um, and then it's more about sort of like tags and search and all of that kind of stuff. I still am really a stickler for a hierarchical uh, folder structure and, and stuff like that. I, the idea of just having stuff tagged. Maybe I'm a <laughs> living in the past, but I still like to know that, like exactly where everything is in terms of like following a route down and and then like file naming as well. I've got you know a specific way that I tend to name things: uh, reverse date order first, <laughs> year, month, day, <laughs> so that they're all in in that order. Yeah, that that one step if you use your month date before your work and it's in front of your folder, it's in front of the main video file, for example, from you know whatever you recorded that day. If you just do that, if that's the only thing you do, your life is going to be so much easier. And Wait. I have a whole Wait. system for my my match clips. What, are you are you about to criticize the year-month date? No, I'm going to ask the question, because maybe okay. this is just a, you know, Anglo-Saxon thing that, you know, I'm missing... But you're you're saying year first, then yep. what? Then what? Month, month and then date. Then date. So yep. I'm I'm sitting around here doing month, date, year, and you're saying year, yes. date, month. Wait, you're so naming when files you, when you have a, 
115.2022? That's how you name files? Uh, it's always at the tail end of my, the whatever the file name is. Oh, yeah. Okay. So oh we're God, putting our names worse. at the front. We do the year first, then the month, then the day. And then it, you can and sort it just, by that, and they all show up in, this, in the right order. Yeah. You know. Always the in the right order. You know. I hope we don't get demonetized <laughs> for that. Way off. Oh, we're going to get demonetized for other things. And and so sometimes I like have a, a coding sequence be, just before the date usually for my stuff, so that they are then sorted by that thing first, and then the and then the date. Yeah, What'd you so, call it? Uh, well, like some sort of little coding thing before, so that every th- every sort of project that I'm working on has got like a little coding thing that it also means that I can search for that. So I do actually use search. Um, and it's the same like my text file system. So all of my notes are in just text files.txt. Um, and that's a, a, a system that I basically follow Merlin's man, Merlin man's system for um, naming text files, his naming convention. And then I've sort of developed that for myself. So like all reference files, for example, start with refx, uh, so it's a reference file. Um, and there's like a whole system. There's basically just four letter codes, but they end in x. And so when you search for it, there's nothing else that is going to show up except just that. Um, and then I use NVAlt for my uh, text file manager. Um, so if I'm looking for like a reference file about something, I just type refx and then whatever the subject is, and it will just always find me exactly what I'm looking for because it's got this sort of like code that's not going to show up otherwise. Holy smokes. Merlin man being hot dog ladies? Uh, correct, yep. yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. Good. So we're librarians too. Wow, yeah. we're really going deep in the nerddom here. Suck it, Dewey Decimal System. We're going hot dog ladies. That's his Twitter handle, by the way. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, but we are. We're librarians of knowledge. We're creating these repositories of resources for, you know, this is the content that we're creating and pushing out there. And also it's our own resources. And we have to, you know, we, we have to accumulate and store and organize all of the information that's coming into us because we as content creators are absorbing a lot of information. We're constantly sending each other things all the time. And I'm trying to develop better systems all the time, uh, how to store, manage, find it. And for me, just starting with the date is just such a great way to, to get a handle on things. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping someday some advanced culture is going to look at my hard drive and go him. He was the best of them. <laughs> uh, With his month, day, and year at the end of the fucking <laughs> yeah. come on, yeah. Yeah. he must be the first to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already dead by that point in time. Oh my god! Thanks for hopping into our Creators Pod. If you enjoyed it, we'd love if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, and tell a friend about it. Check out the video version on our YouTube channel, Creators Pod. The Creators Pod is produced by C22 Media, Dina Taylor, Keely Dunn, Michelle Lawrence, Rich Graham, Rob Vols, and me, Alec Johnson. Thanks for listening. Well, that's a great joke to end on. I don't think we can top that.